You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. With Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. Hour two of the program now with you here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry King Law. Matt Hatfield here with you, along with the coach, Ed Young. And Ed, we're pleased to be joined by one of the very best in the business. You read his work for many years in the Daily Press, now with the Richmond Times-Dispatch and online at richmond.com. He is the Virginia Sports Hall of Famer, David Teal. I guess we can still say Happy New Year to to you, David, because it's our first uh, conversation in 2023. How was the holidays for you and the family? Great, and hope they were for you guys as well, Matt. Yeah, not too bad. And uh, Ed was just saying during break, or actually said it before the show, he says, you know, we we got to get David to write one of these uh, stories of his years of travel with all the, the great Daily Press gang, our good buddies like uh, Lynn Burke and Dave Johnson and Dave Fairbank and Marty O'Brien. I'm sure you would have some time to do that uh, maybe in the off season to give Ed his little uh, his uh, treat there with all the uh, great stories from uh, the years on the road with them, right? I'll put it in my retirement project list. And, and David, I want, I want, good morning to you, David. Just said, young, hey, I want all the dirt stuff. I want the behind the scenes stuff, especially on that um, uh, clean shaven uh, Lynn Burke. I know you got some stuff on him. <laughs> what, uh, what happens on the road, Ed, stays on the road. Uh, that's what I figure. Y'all, y'all scribes are going to be alike and, and not want to rat on anybody. Yeah, like and, I, and, and, the, and the one that caused the most problems in that group, I know, was Dave Johnson. Dave's pretty mellow. Mr. Mr. Fairbank, on the other hand, you, you never could tell. There we go. <laughs> Well, let's turn our attention first here, David, to football. We were just saying during break, and I know you'll cover the ACC a lot, and we'll get to that in a second here, but the, the national championship for some was a dud with the Georgia and TCU game where the Bulldogs just simply manhandled them. Where do you fall on, you know, people are saying with the college football playoff expanding to 12, the SEC, Big Ten, those leagues are just taking over. Or Are you one that believes it opens the door for teams and you point to, say, Tulane's win over USC as hope for some outside the big-name programs we've become accustomed to winning it all, like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and now here most recently Georgia back-to-back? Matt, I, I think it's the expansion will have a two-pronged effect. Number one, it's clearly going to be more inclusive because the way the format works is that the top six rated conference champions earn automatic bids. That means at least one group of five conference champion will be in the playoff every year, which is a drastic change from the four-team model because we've only had one group of five team in nine years make the playoff and that was Cincinnati so in in that regard we're going to see more inclusion we're going to see teams like Tulane spring upsets just like we see in the men's basketball tournament but can a group of five team win four playoff games to hoist the trophy on that final Monday night, I have serious doubts there. I think you'll, you'll still see the powerful schools uh, from the power conferences win those titles. Now, TCU, I think, as a, as a Big 12 program that had never been to the playoff before, overhauled its roster through the transfer portal, that gives people hope. 
you know, you go from five and seven to playing for the national championship. That's pretty remarkable. And I, I think that speaks to what is possible in an era where you have number one, an expanded playoff and number two, freedom of movement for the athlete. Yeah, it is interesting on that front. And uh, David, Ed and I are both fascinated by all these way too early top 25 polls that are out or projections by the writers out there. And I'm seeing in a lot of them, Florida State is getting tons and tons of love as a top three, top five in some of these polls. And I know in the grand scheme, they're ultimately meaningless. But the ACC is an interesting spot right now. Clemson has not been quite as elite uh, as they have been the last few years in, in the recent two seasons. Uh, we know in our state here, more close to home, Virginia and Virginia Tech are still trying to find their way. I mean, I just point to North Carolina here with Dre Bly uh, leaving as one of their top ace recruiters, and the Tar Heels, though playing in an ACC championship, haven't maybe met some people's expectations. There's so much movement with the portal and coaching changes, it's hard to get a grasp on things. Uh, what's kind of your early months away thought on the ACC as a league A and B? Is Florida State possibly one of those teams that can put – the Knolls back in elite status again. Well, the Knolls are coming off a ten and three year, Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, and they have Jordan Travis coming back. You know, we were just talking about the portal. Jared Verse, a defensive end who came from Albany of the CAA to Florida State this season, became a first team All Conference performer, and he just announced recently that he's returning rather than go to the NFL, where he would have been, by some accounts, a first-round draft selection. So I think the hype about the Seminoles is absolutely merited. Uh, They're going to be a problem for a lot of folks. And Clemson is another fascinating case, number one, because we have a changing of the guard at quarterback with Cade Klubnick taking over for DJ Uyunglele. And... Just the other day, Dabo Sweeney fired his offensive coordinator of one season, Brandon Streeter, and replaced him with Garrett Riley, Lincoln Riley's little brother who coordinated TCU's offense to the national championship game this season. So really some interesting dynamics in the Atlantic Coast Conference. David, uh, kind of stepping back a little bit about this, the um, addition of the 12 teams in the, in the tournament. It seems like people, some people say, okay, we're going to open this up for the little guy. And, and, and I look at this and say, is it good to have a non-power uh, five team in there? Or do we go with the third, fourth best in the SEC, the big, the big conference? Uh, uh, kind of give me your thought on that. And number two, what's this going to do with all the bowls? I heard a lot this year about some bowls being a waste of time seeing teams six and seven, six and six playing each other. Um, give, give me those two ideas of your thoughts about letting the little guys in there or just stay with the big boys. And then what's going to happen to all the bowl situation? Well, Ed, with the bowls, as long as ESPN continues to one, bankroll these games and two, draw terrific ratings during the holidays, those bowls aren't going to go away. And will there continue to be opt-outs? Yes. But as long as ESPN sees value in that programming, those bowls will remain. Now, when it comes to the at-large bids for the playoff, 
Are the Power Five conferences going to get most of those six at-larges? Yes. Might a group of five teams get one? Yes. Um, and the SEC is certainly in a position to, to hoard a whole bunch of bids. And they are the gold standard, have been for going on 20 years now. And at this point, there's no reason to think that's going to change. People talk about the Big Ten, and yes, bringing in USC and UCLA in a couple of years, massive television deal. But guys, in the nine years of the playoff, the Big Ten is three and seven. The ACC is six and six. I mean, the ACC has fared far better in the college football playoff era than the Big Ten. Which is interesting because we hear a lot of people say sometimes when we get to the NCAA basketball tournament, the Big Ten teams sometimes don't always translate. So that's, that's fascinating there with when they have to play some of these SEC teams come playoff time. We're talking with David Teal. He is the sports scribe for the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Follow him online on uh, Twitter at ByDavidTeal and also at Richmond.com. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio 94.1, Ed. Uh, David, I'm going to switch over to my sport, hoops. Um, I understand we're looking at Clemson right now. Uh, as the top team in the, in the topsy-turvy ACC, are they, do they have the staying power to be there? We all, everybody knows you got to let the conference tournaments happen because anything can happen. We're a long way from that. But early perspective on uh, Clemson and the ACC itself. I saw Clemson last week win at Virginia Tech and was really impressed, guys. Um, they are legit and they are old, and I think that's really important these days. Hunter Tyson is playing in a first-team all-ACC caliber. They added Brevin Galloway, who's a hometown kid from down near Clemson. He came in from Boston College. They've got uh, Chase Hunter at the point guard, P.J. Hall at the 4-5. Uh, they are good. And whether they can stay atop the league I have doubts. Fascinating game today at Little John with Duke going down there to play. If if Clemson can pull that off, you know, they're six and zero for the first time ever in the league. Seven and zero would give them a really, really hit running start on that regular season title. Yeah, and we're just four days away from uh, the Cavaliers and the Hokies meeting up on the hardwood today. Uh, UVA taking on Florida State on the road. David, you did a nice piece on uh, Tony Bennett getting that record for wins. We know about Terry Holland and what he meant to the program, and obviously Tony Bennett taking them to another level with that national championship here recently. As you look at uh, the in-state schools, and we watched one last night in uh, VCU with a thrilling comeback win against Dayton on the road to move into first to top the Atlantic 10. But uh, right now the Hokies not doing as well. You mentioned them. They're 1-5 in a league near the basement where Louisville's the only winless team in conference. UVA is 4-2. and two. Can UVA win this league in your eyes? they got a good win over UNC this week. Oh, Virginia absolutely could could win the league. Uh, Again, an older team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how often do you return your top six scores? And that's what Tony Bennett did. And he added the graduate transfer, Ben Vanderplas from Ohio, and a really good freshman from West Virginia in Isaac McNeely. That's that's a pretty good core group to build upon, guys. I would not be surprised if at all if Virginia end up atop the league uh, come March. 
David, what about uh, early views of Duke? Of course, a major chain with Coach K retiring, John Shire stepping up, a former player there. Uh, perspective and in, in, uh, your eyes on Duke. Kyle Filipowski, the best freshman in the league. Tariq Whitehead and Derek Lively, two other touted freshmen. Still rounding into form. They had early season injuries. Right now, speaking of injuries, their primary concern is Jeremy Roach, the point guard. He's missed the last two games. Uh, he's, it sounds like he is doubtful for today at Clemson. <clears throat> so I think right now the primary concern <clears throat> at Duke is health, as it is at Carolina, because we don't know about Armando Baycott, who went off the court, what, a minute and 19 seconds into the game in Charlottesville the other night <clears throat> after rolling his, his uh, left ankle and left the arena on crutches. Get you on this one, David, and we appreciate the time. You know, last year around this time, people were wondering about UNC, and all of a sudden they came out of nowhere, Hubert Davis's team losing a tough one in the national championship after beating their rival Duke in a thrilling semifinal in the Final Four there as Kansas won the championship trophy. They were viewed by many as the favorite going into the year. You mentioned Baycott's injury here. Um, sort of handicap for us a little bit. What do you think uh, will happen with UNC the rest of the way? And is there a surprise team lurking in the middle part of this ACC that could come out of nowhere and make a deep run in March from your perspective? Well, if you'd asked me two or three weeks ago, Matt, my surprise team in the league would have been Clemson. Right. I've been kind of high on them all along, but now they're not They're not sneaking up on anyone no. right now. Um, I think Miami's really good. I don't, I don't know if they would qualify since they were in the Elite Eight a year ago, but Jim Laranaga's got a really stout squad again, and he's, he's got terrific guards. Uh, especially with Isaiah Wong, and you know how important backcourt play is in March. Uh, the, the Tar Heels, you know, Caleb Love's shot selection continues to leave something to be desired, but you have to live with that. You know, he, he made one of the signature shots in Tar Heel history at the final four last year, that three from the top of the key to seal the win over Duke. And, you know, the other night in Charlottesville, he giveth and he taketh away. Yes. But um, that, that's just, that's how he plays. You know, he reminds me of David. He reminds me of Jordan Poole in the NBA. Jordan Poole makes so many breathtaking plays for the Warriors. Then he makes some plays. You go, no, no, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> I hear you. That's just kind of how he rolls it. Matt, that team is too gifted, Carolina, to you know to just end up being mediocre. I, I think they will eventually find some kind of stride, end up in the tournament, and be a team that no one wants to see on their side of the bracket. He's on Twitter at by David Till. You can read him in the Richmond Times Dispatch and also on Richmond.com. Thank you so much, my friend. We look forward to talking to you again and safe travels. Sounds great, guys. Be well. You bet. All right, David. That is David Till, the one and only Virginia Sports Hall of Famer with us here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio 94.1. And I think he's right. I think UNC has too much talent not to be. You know, I'm very partial to my guy, Jim Laranega at Miami. He always comes on whenever we ask him, and he's, he's been very gracious and, and a friend since his days at George Mason. Uh, I don't know if they have enough depth and inside to get back to the Elite Eight. You know, the team he didn't mention um, – Pittsburgh's interesting to me. I don't know how far they can go come tournament time. 
there, there's enough teams in the ACC that somebody can really make a run. I'm not sure it's going to be Duke or Carolina. And like he said, Caleb Love's shot selection has to get better. They have to defend to be back where they were a season ago. And you don't know about Baycott's health. And you do wonder if they were more – it was more the outlier. Last year that magical run was more magical run than what we should expect of them to go out and dominate, where the ACC nobody's dominating. And it just feels like Virginia's built the best – to win in March. Do you agree or disagree with that of the teams in the ACC, which would even include Clemson, Miami, Pitt, fill in the blank, Duke and Carolina as well, despite Duke and Carolina having maybe the most NBA-ready talent on their rosters? I, I think Duke, I think Carolina will be there in the end. If you told me right now, pick the ACC champ, tournament champion. Well, I'm going to season different in tournament. Very different. Yeah, that they're different, but and they're going to send four or five teams to to the tournament anyway. I so might get to six. Matter. Let's see here. You got – yeah, they could get four, five, six. You're right. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that going. I think when it's all said and done, Carolina wins it. The one I'm not real sure about is Duke. Now, now let me preface all that by saying everybody's healthy mm-hmm. because if you have certain injuries on key guys, especially to point, now all things change. Will Clemson be there? They're athletic enough. David made a great comment about they're an older team and, and they're getting things done. Virginia the same way. I think those are two tournament teams. Pitt has had some big early season wins. How about that one over UNC right. there? On, and we uh, don't even talk about Pitt. Day before New Year's Eve, yeah. I, 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 it's it's still early. In a conference like the ACC, it's almost asinine to try to pick, okay, this team's going to win. I know they're going to win right now, even though I said I think when it all settles, it'll be Carolina. And it could very easily be whatever. I think Tech will struggle. Louisville's out already. You can forget them. I don't, that is a disaster. Well, you so. did call it, though. You said they would get that first win over Western Kentucky, one of our buy-or-sell games back in uh, November or December, whenever we did it, and you did nail that one. You did call that one. Yeah, I, I, I never get credit for my, my no, wins. I just gave you credit. What do you mean? That, this is way you. long ago, but boy, look, if look I lose. Him, he wants like a if free I, Chicken McNugget meal If now. I lose, boy, they go on top of Max Media Building, and it's in, in bright lights. <laughs> Young lost it. Can't do it. <laughs> Done on. with. I'll retire. Go. Fire the coach. Get rid of him. No, they do that anyway. Whether you get it right or wrong, they say fire the coach. You know what I missed last night, Western Branch? What? Oh, the sweat Ed sweat. They didn't yell at sweat at sweat. I don't think they did. I think wow. they called me some other names, but I don't remember sweat at sweat. Hey, before we go to break, then we got to uh, go through our picks because we signed off at eleven forty this morning. Uh, did you yeah. see the win for? I mentioned it to David VCU at Dayton last That's night. They big. were down fourteen at the half. Wow. Uh, I do want to bring it up to you because another good friend of ours that we've talked with Mike many Rhodes. times, Mike Rhodes's name is being bounced around, believe this or not, for the job that's not even open. And that's Georgetown. Well, some are saying Patrick Ewing's days are He's numbered. Done. Could you actually envision out. Mike Rhodes at Georgetown? We love Mike. And that if, if he wanted it and it was the right fit, that'd be great for Mike. But I think he's going to be at VCU for a while. I don't see I him jumping. very content. Yeah, Family's I don't see him there. jumping. Um, I, now, if somebody comes out. It's a with, crazy with, comeback, though, because Dayton, I was watching that game after uh, my game I was covering at an at a, at a establishment in Chesapeake, which I won't say because they don't sponsor the show, but that's a heck of a comeback, which, by the way, was almost in a lot of ways the the opposite of what happened, unfortunately, for the ODU men who had a tough loss the other night against Coastal Carolina, up seven with a minute or three to go, and they dropped that one. They have a tough one today at Marshall, who's favored by 10 as the Thundering Herd play host to them at uh, 7 o'clock tonight, airtime at 6.30 here with the Toyota pregame show with Ted Alexander and Dave Tordzik uh, following our ODU women's game where we play host the ladies of ODU to the Marshall Thundering Herd. Uh, and that one um, coming up your way at 3.30 with the pregame and 4 o'clock tip. But, uh, man, VCU, watch out for them come 8.10. They look like a tournament team from Virginia. Obviously the Cavaliers do, and I think we got one more. I think Norfolk State will have a great chance to win the MEAC. 
I think I'm going three. Definitely they win to me. What about Liberty? Are you, are you all in on Liberty yet? Uh, got, it's a one-bid league, so it's a matter of can you win your yeah, league that, tournament to get in. Right. And, and we pull for Liberty, obviously. Uh, sure. See to, to move on. But um, They're 13-5 and five right now. I mean, they, they'll have a great chance of getting in. But going back to VCU, now Dayton was a preseason A-10 um, a favorite. A-10 yeah. favorite, so that's a, that's a big win. Second Dayton in a row they've won at Dayton, and I think they, ran, they came back both times to do it. So that's a... Heck of a win. Mike Rose is a very good coach. He is. And I keep very watching good. former uh, VCU great Bones Highland on TV with the Nuggets. He's making, he's he's like another Jordan pull out there. He's out there making great plays. And in some places, you say, what are you doing? That's some of these young NBA guards at times. So, anyhow, we'll come back and do the picks for Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. A lot of the action going to be heard right here on ESPN Radio 94.1. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. On ESPN Radio 94.1. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Our final segment for today. Getting off a little early so you can hear the SEC action with Rick Barnes' Tennessee Vols against John Calipari's Kentucky Wildcats. Right here on ESPN Radio 94.1. Leading up to ODU Women's Hoops. ODU Men's Hoops. Then we got wall-to-wall football for you through Monday night with the Cowboys and the Bucks. Rister on the other side of the glass. We got Dino's dog and his straight-up picks for the weekend as well. And we'll give you a chance to, to uh, chime in here if you like real quickly at 757-687-9494. Our Twitter connection is 757-SPORTS-TALK. But let's give you the final tally from the regular season where all of us, except one, finished 500 or above. Rissa recovered from, uh, was it 0-6 or 0-7 for you? I think it was 0 and I think it was 0-6, yeah. Yeah, 0-6 week. Or 0-6 start, I should say. To finish at 9-9. Nine and nine. You got above 500 by two games, then you dropped the last two. As Dallas minus 7 did not win for you as the Washington football team, known as the Commanders, won the football game in the football stadium against the visiting Cowboys. So 9-9 nine and nine for you. Dino won his dog with a backdoor cover with the Giants plus 14.5 against Philly. So he finishes up 10-7-1. and one. Which, we'll do the math on this, who had the best win percentage here in a second. So that's 58.8% for Dino. Uh, yours truly was 0-2-1, which I'm a little discouraged about. But nonetheless, 56% for me, which is just two percentage points behind Dino. So 28-22-4 on the 0-2-1, losing on Green Bay minus 4.5. Thanks a lot, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, over 39.5, Jags, Titans. Thanks a lot, Jacksonville offense first half. And I got a push with Denver minus three. And since Ed and I went checker on a checker, he didn't lose his Chargers plus three. He did win Minnesota minus five and a half and Buffalo minus seven and a half to go two zero and one and finish 24, 29 and one. So three straight regular seasons under 500 for you Two a uh, three straight regular seasons over 500 for Dino and me and Risser. You're right at 500. So you did not finish at Ed status. It's the first year, you know, you got it. It's bad. a new franchise. You got to come in. You got the, uh, the young guys coming in. So look next year, it's, it's all hands on deck. Yeah, you made a valiant comeback. So let's fire it up. We're going to pick every game, either straight up spread, over, under. We'll make a pick. And then at the, we're going to all have a circle pick, our best bet, if you will, our best play. And for Dino's dog this week, his best play, we'll let him go first since he had the best record. It was, or it is, in the game tonight in the AFC with Jacksonville and the Chargers. The Jaguars blew out the Chargers in week three of the regular season. Jacksonville is a home dog tonight, getting two and a half points from Los Angeles. Head coach Doug Peterson has really turned around the Jags after the Urban Meyer disaster, Dino says, and he will take them as Dino's dog plus two and a half against the Lightning Bolts. And by the way, before I send it over to Risser, and I'll, I'll have a 
best play as we'll add as we go through each game. Uh, we have six locals from the 757 in these NFL playoffs. Can you guys name them? I know you know one because he plays I for know the Ravens. One, yep. and that is Chuck Clark out of Kings Fork High School. How about you, Ed? Can you name the other five? He's going to try now. Let's see if he can pull this off. For, for five dollars, Ed, and some free chicken line, McNuggets. Go I, ahead. I, oh, if it's free food, I'm in. <laughs> All right, go ahead. The guy, the Eagle, played off Smith Sweat. Josh Sweat. sweat there you go. Sweat, Sweat, Sweat. All right. The, the Bruins fans are saying Sweat, Ed. So there you go. I got Sweat. All right. Um, who else we got? Um, oh man. Uh, oh uh, no, no. I knew this. Here he goes. I, I, used, oh, man. I used to know this. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> the lineman, uh, Naughty for Kansas City. There you go. At Ocean Lakes. There you okay. go. He's working on it, Rizzo. Okay, he might get it done by before we get up there at 1140. Yeah. Uh, 1140. Give, me, give me time. No, we're not giving There's you time. There's a guy on Jacksonville. Yes, there is. You played him in basketball at Western D- Branch. Dixon. Deshaun. There you go. Nice yeah, job. I'm He's inactive, though. He's inactive. He's inactive. But, but we'll give it to you. How many go more ahead. I need? How many more I need? What do you need? Two more? We'll give you a hint. One's, one's a quarterback and one's a defensive end. Let's see if we can get these. He's almost oh, got it. Um, the end is with the Vikings. Yes, that's uh, correct. Southeastern District. Yes. Uh, Jones. There you go. Patrick Jones out of Grassville. Look at this. He's making a late charge. How's he cheating in there? He's not. He's, he's literally scratching his chin, pulling us out. And in the last one, I told you, he was a quarterback. He's not getting this one, I don't oh, think. Oh, oh, oh. I remember him. Played for, he's played for a lot of teams. Um, oh, God. Played in Hampton. The music build He did up play at Hampton. That's yeah. correct. Tyrod Taylor. Look at that. He got it. <laughs> That's roll, a please. miracle. Can he I, got all Where's my those? nuggets? Where's my nuggets? Come <laughs> on. Can you, all. All right, let me give you That's a little a bonus miracle. question. Can all you right. name me two ODU players? Four oh, ODU yeah. players. Good luck with that. We'll be here another 10 minutes. we got to go up the air in a few minutes. The lineman. So. Lineman. The lineman. There's a lineman. Um, Rick Lovato, right? Offense or defense? Uh, I better answer these because he's not going to get it. Defense. He's getting there. I will say this one's a different name. Oh, yeah. That's right. He won't be able to pronounce it. Yeah, it's oh, like Shane Simmons. Oh, yes. There you go. Okay, I remember that name. And then can you give me one more? Is there a re- it's a receiver. Look at him go. Oh, wow. It's a receiver, correct? Yeah. It is. And he plays for the Giants. Negative. That was no. that was uh, Zimenez. You, you almost Zimenez. nailed it. You yeah. Give it to him, Rister, because we're going to run out that of time. That is Mr. Zach Paschal That's of right. the Philadelphia it used to be with Eagles. The yep. All right. Yeah, Let's go I to these games stuff. today. Niners and Seattle. Uh, Rister, let you go first. Nine, eight, and zero. Oh. San Francisco, thirteen, four, and zero. Oh. San Fran minus nine and a half. The overrunners, forty-two and a half. What you got? Well, uh, if you look, uh, if you were listening to my update. The the Seahawks mm-hmm. got helped out a little bit by these referees last week. Uh, you're not getting a lot of help this weekend no. in San Francisco. I'm taking the Niners. Uh, I, I, I think this is more than nine and a half. I'm taking the nine so and a half. That's your play. On your, you can make one play. It would be straight up, spread whatever you go with that. Dino's going to go with San Fran as well. Straight up, he says. Ed, what do you think? You like the over-under, Niners to cover? Straight up, what do you like in that? I, I think I think San Francisco covers. Nine and a half. I agree. I will tell you, that we're going to take the Niners in this. I will tell you, I like the over-under to just barely go over to 42 and a half. All right, next up, Chargers. 10-7-0, Jags 9-8-0. You heard Dino's play of Jacksonville plus the 2.5. That's his lock of the week. I'm going to go oppo. I think the Chargers win this minus 2.5. But my play, though, is not going to be that, believe it or not. I'm going to go with over 47.5. We're getting points this time. It's not my lock of the week, but we're getting points. Ed? Uh, I'm going I'm going to go. I just can't jump on this Jacksonville bandwagon. I'm going Chargers. All right. I think it. I think it's going to be over. I mean, you look at Jacksonville and how they finished out the season. I mean, it, it was amazing to see them turn this round. I'm taking Jacksonville. Ooh, so he's with Dino in agreement there. So that's his play there. Moving to Sunday, and this is my lock of the week, real quick. And I'll give it back to you guys. Uh, 
13 and a half is not enough. They're going to win this game by three touchdowns. This game's going to be over so fast with Skylar Thompson. Now, the Dolphins played him well the two times when they had Tua. Came from behind to win the first one in Miami in the heat. Second game in Buffalo. They were up eight the same day the Vikings Colts had that crazy comeback. Uh, and then the Bills stormed back in the weather and the snow. But give me Buffalo. This will be 35 to 10. Risser? Um, yeah, there's not much to talk about here. I'm going to take the the Bills. Of, I, I would say 50 to 10 at this Ooh. point. So, yeah, I'm taking the Bills. Now, you took it as your lock. That's my lock. Circle So, I can't take it as a lock. Unless you want to be a copycat, which you love to be. Well, this was going to my, my game, but you beat you to you it. Jumped me to ha ha, na boo boo. Buffalo smashes Miami all the way. So, all right. but you know, I don't want to be a copycat, so I'll pick another game where it's my lock. All right. Could I say now, or I got to wait? Uh, whenever you like to. Since we've already, I've already picked mine. Go ahead. Cincy. I know AJ. Uh, turn oh, your mic off. Look at them. Cincy over. Look at them. I'm going to turn his mic off. That's right. Turn his mic off. Next up, AJ, you go first here for Giants nine seven and one at the Vikings thirteen and four. Remember, sixty one yard field goal last time for Minnesota to win it, and uh, we'll see if Tyrod gets any snaps. But Daniel Jones's legs will be the key to this game against a Minnesota team that is a little leaky on defense. But Justin Jefferson, he is breathtaking on offense. Yeah, extremely weird game with it's Kirk Cousins. It's Kirk Cousins. Are you really going to pick him? Not in prime time though. It's four thirty. Uh, it's Not a, prime it's, time. It's the playoffs. Every game is prime time. Playoffs. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to take the Vikings here. All right, you, you lay in the three or just straight up here. What do you? Just what, straight up. Just straight up. He says no, no uh, points. Ed Giants Vikings. What do you like there? I'm going Minnesota. All right. Straight up or with the points? They win by, I think they win by at least a touchdown. I think it'll be a very close game, though, but I think they win by a touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to go Minnesota as well. And believe it or not, Dino's is not his dog, but he's going with the G-men to get it done against Minnesota. A lot of people are picking them, believe it or not. It's because it's Kirk Cousins. It's Kirk Cousins. That's the main reason why. Ravens, Bengals, you heard Ed's locker rooney, which... Gives you hope, AJ, even if you don't have Lamar. J- is it going to be Tyler Huntley or Brown? A it's all, it's up in the air. Oh, uh, well, better run the ball a lot. It's either Anthony defense. Brown or Tyler Huntley. By the way, Roquan Smith got some, he got paid. He's had a heck of a year Whew. at linebacker. My gracious. That was a great pickup from the Bears. I'm gonna, Believe it or not, just to put it to Ed, I do think the Ravens, because it's a rivalry, I think they will cover the eight and a half. They're not going to win the game outright. I'm going Cincy to win the game outright, but I'm going to take. Baltimore plus the eight and a half. I agree with you. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. You go back to uh, a strip sack in the end zone there for Baltimore, and that's a 20 to 16 game. You add in J.K. Dobbins, you add back in Mark Andrews. I think the Ravens cover is going to be a lot closer game than people think. So there you have it. Uh, Ed's going with Cincy. That's his lock of the week. Uh, Dino is picking Cincy to go with his straight-up picks of Buffalo, San Francisco, Jacksonville. And his last one, he's taking the Dallas Cowboys, believe it or not. That's good news, Cowboy Nation. Dino's on you as they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. Tampa, a two-and-a-half-point dog, and give me Tampa to win this game outright. I think Dallas gets out to a lead in the first half, but Brady breaks their hearts as he generally does. AJ? I think that uh, the Dallas, I, I hate going for them as, on the, as well, but I'm going to take Dallas. Ed? Quickly, I would say this would be my second lock. I go Dallas. All right, what's your lock, AJ? As we sign off here, what's your lock of the week? My lock of the week is uh, is going to be Baltimore covering. All right, so there you have it. That'll conclude this edition of Seven Five Seven Saturday Sports Talk for our guests like David Teal and Willie Goss. I'm Matt Hatfield. You, sir, are. I'm the coach, Ed Young. I had to decide who I was. And for AJ Risser, coming up next, it's College Hoops, Kentucky, Tennessee, right here on your home for sports, basketball, football, and so much more. It's ESPN Radio 94.1.